Well, hello there, and welcome to Dear Ashley, where we are uncertified and unqualified, but ready and willing to give you advice. I am joined by my husband, Steve. Hello. Who I would like to reiterate is also not a licensed therapist. Correct. We are just two adults with a lot of life experience as professionals, as parents, as people who have been married for... 12 years? No. Yeah. No, we no. got married in, in 2012. 2010. Eight years. Twenty twelve. Oh my gosh. Good okay. Start. We're so we we're smarter than we seem. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Question mark. Um, I am so excited to be here and to be starting this journey with you guys. Um, obviously we have a lot of figuring out to do what this podcast is, what it looks like, how uh dumb we are willing to appear to be in front of people. But I wanted to start by saying thank you to everyone who has been so supportive over this process and has reached out with questions. We're really excited to answer them. I realized I hadn't been very clear about what kind of questions we were looking for. And that is pretty much because we don't know. It it can really be anything, anything you guys want to talk about. It can be relationship questions. It can be parenting questions. It can be job questions. It can be food. It can be sports. It could be mental health, whatever you want. So just throw it at us and we will do our best to unprofessionally, I will reiterate, unprofessionally answer them for you. So I was surprised but delighted to see that most of the people who reached out, actually all of the people who reached out so far have done so via email instead of voicemail. So I have my husband, Steve, here, who's going to help read those emails to us, and then we will answer them together. So, Steve, let's hear the first one. We're getting right into it? I, you don't want to explain how it took you like four or five times to tape the intro? Uh, well, there okay. was there was right, a couple right there were a couple missteps <laughs> with hitting record and then I had to put a sock on the microphone because it was like good. it was real it was really reverbing, but it, it's not like a very clean sock. We do have a dog, so there's dog hair everywhere. <laughs> but what we got here and that's what's important. So if you would like to stop undermining me in front I, of our, okay. our fans on the first podcast and just read the question, okay. that would be great. Can I ask you a question before I ask the question? A question before a question. Yes. I think it would be good for your fans to hear from you how uh, excited you are to tackle a new project like this. Guys, it, I am so excited to about. tackle a new project oh like this. God. Okay. <laughs> No, I talked about it a lot on the on the last episode uh, of yeah, Sports with Katie Nolan, which you haven't okay. listened to yet, which is fine. But I am, well, it just came out. I know. <laughs> Good start again. I am very excited to be doing this. All right. First question. Every question, no matter how uh, they write it, I'm going to say Dear Ashley because it's good branding. <laughs> Dear Ashley, excited for the new pod. My question is, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend of four years. With COVID still being an issue in our area, it really limits my options to make it special. My current idea is to put the ring at the bottom of the stocking and then fill above it with small things I know she loves or stuff that reminds her of fun times in our relationship. Is this too cheesy? Cheers and good luck with the new pod. Chris from Chicago. Chris from Chicago. I am so, so glad that you asked this question. First of all, I appreciate you and I appreciate your question. Thank you. Do not, I repeat, do not propose on a major 
holiday. Oh. This should just be standard across the board. Like that should be the rule. And then there's the occasional exception. Like if someone has always dreamed of getting proposed to on New Year's Eve, that's something you should know and you should accommodate. But otherwise, holidays should be off the board. Here's why. There are way too many things that could go wrong. And if it goes wrong, that then is like, repercussions down the line. Like if you propose to your girlfriend on Christmas and say worst case scenario, she says no, Christmas is gonna be a huge bummer for you for at least a couple years. But here's the more optimistic spin on it, which again, optimistic question mark. We're in a pandemic, as you said. There are so few days that are special and so few things we have to look forward to that combining two of those into one is a waste of a special day. Christmas is already, I feel very passionately about this. Christmas is already going to be great. It's gonna be so much fun. What if then she also had another day to enjoy? Here's my recommendation. Steve, tell me if you like this idea. A huge downer day is the day you have to clean up all of your Christmas decorations and put away your tree and put away the stockings and take down those lights because now it's just dark and miserable winter and there's no, nothing shining and twinkling and making you feel better. And you're like, cool, what do I have to look forward to now? Falling asleep at 10 p.m. Or, and pretending I banged a pot for New Year's? Great. So what if you use that day to propose instead? If you're the kind of people that still keep the stockings hung after you empty them, you could put the ring box in the stocking then. So as she's putting it away, it's like, oh, I missed, I missed something. I pull it out, here we go. That's fun. Or you could, and this is a little tricky if you have a, a kid or a pet, but you could tie the ring with a piece of ribbon <laughs> onto the, the tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just like, yeah, if, there's, if there's a chance someone's going to knock it over or eat it, that's not great. But if you like tie a little piece of ribbon around the ring and hang it on the tree. So as you know, she's taking down ornaments, she just finds the ring. That could be really cute. But please, please, for the love of God, do not propose on Christmas Day. Whew. Steve, your thoughts. Uh, let's just say, <laughs> because the question was, is this too cheesy? Mm. Not should I propose on Christmas <laughs> Christmas Fair day. point. Fair point. Let's just assume <laughs> the girlfriend wants to be proposed on Christmas Day, mm. and Chris is stuck in it. So let's just let's take another side. So you gave him a really good option. I love that idea. It's fun. It's interesting. It's unexpected, which I think is a big bonus mm. of um, the proposal. She won't, might not see it coming on a day where you're cleaning up trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not trash. It's decorations. <laughs> <laughs> Put it at the bottom of your trash can. And then when she takes out the bag... Tell her to take out the garbage. She'll see the ring. It's a weird turn. But let's say you're doing it on Christmas. You're locked in. That's what you're doing. Which you shouldn't, but... Here's what I would do. I, I like the stocking idea. And what I would do is use the stocking as the start of a scavenger hunt. But here's the trick with this. The scavenger hunt has to have like brief clues that can't last like six to seven clues. Keep it in the four to five range. Cause it's very specific. Yeah, because because the longer it goes on, the more thoughts in the head will go. And maybe this is just being married to Ashley, is she's always trying to figure out like what are you trying to do? What is the purpose of this? Where am I gonna end up? 
I love a good scavenger hunt or like an escape room type thing. It's super fun. Everyone understands it. It's easy to create with some paper uh, and hiding things in a few different spots. You can think of the reveal of where the ring should be or with you at the ring. Mm -hmm. But a scavenger hunt started in the socking is where I'd put my brain power. That's a really good point. Like, I think a lot of people expect the proposer to be down on one knee and then like the ring is the next step. So if you get the ring first, is she like... Does she turn around and you're down there? And then you're like, wait, hand it to me. Like the beats of that are a little, yeah, could it's, be a little tough. Well, you, you kind of have to like trail and then like just hover be behind there for her. The moment. Yeah. yeah. But or, like or if you open it, the stocking, set, you're set, like. Set the scavenger hunt up. So it's like it, this, the circle is complete. Like she'll start <laughs> in an area where you are and then she'll end up coming back to uh, where you were. And along the way, it's special moments that things she knows she loves. It reminds you of a fun time in your relationship. She ultimately comes back to you, and it's like under the couch or... Under the couch? Or, That's worse <laughs> than the trash. <laughs> he, I think Chris is, uh, will be creative enough to figure out what the final beat of it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't want to produce it too much. Let's let him run with it, but that would be my, that would be my vote. Okay, so... We could... Just, if you want to send us, like, <laughs> the floor plans of your home, we'll do it. Uh, but... Yeah. So, just just to be clear, Chris, the, the preference is to not propose on Christmas Day. But, but, but if, if you, your girlfriend specifically wants to be proposed to on Christmas Day, then we think a scavenger hunt could resulting in a proposal could be a fun way to end fun. it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. All right. Next question. Good luck, Chris. Good luck, Chris. Let Um, us know how it goes, please. Dear Ashley, when I feel like I have absolutely no control over my life, I clean. I like this person already. Right now, I'm super stressed out, as I know many other people are, so I've been cleaning the same bathroom every day, sometimes in the middle of the night, even though it's barely used. I feel like there are so many things out of my control right now, but the cleanliness of the hall bathroom is one of the few things I can. So might as well spend 90 minutes every day deep cleaning. (gasps) 90? Do you have any ideas for healthier coping mechanisms? I don't even like cleaning. I just do it because I have to. Please help! Exclamation point. Sophie from Seattle. Sophie from Seattle. Thank you so much for emailing. I, I appreciate you and I appreciate your question. This is a great question. Um, I can relate very much, Steve. Do not glare at me with the cleaning thing. But I also developed a weird and way less healthy coping mechanism for like feeling like I didn't have control. And I went through a, a phase where I like not brushing my teeth at night made me feel like I had control of something, um, which is a pretty gross way to deal with things. Uh, and I realized, once I realized it was because I felt like I didn't have power over anything that that really helped me fix it. And so I think you identifying that that is what is driving your frenetic cleaning is a really great first step. Um, I think you could argue that cleaning isn't that unhealthy of a coping mechanism. I think doing it uh, for that long and in the middle of the night isn't great because that's not good for your health. And 
it focusing on the same spot kind of feels like a little bit of a waste of energy, but I think don't, don't be too hard on yourself. Everyone is going through some crap right now and at least you're brushing your teeth. So here's what I would suggest. Um, if you haven't tried it, I would recommend trying, uh, meditation. It's something both Steve and I have kind of picked up over the last couple months. And personally, recently, I have started with guided meditation. There are apps for it. There's like Calm and I don't know else. And Headspace, both of which, you know, we would love to have you sponsor this podcast. So hit us up. But you can also find them on YouTube. Like if you just Google 10 minute guided meditation, I think there's a, like a daily live one that comes up on calm because meditating can be really hard. Like you're supposed to clear your mind and just not think about things. And that can be very challenging when your mind is spinning, but the guided ones kind of talk you through like, okay, take a deep breath here. Now think about this now, blah, blah, blah. And it like, can really help chill you out. There have been times when I've been so keyed up, like I can actually feel my hands like shake, my arms are like shaky. And even 10 minutes really, really helps me. So I'm hoping that you haven't tried it and that that could possibly work for you as well. Yeah, that's really good advice. Uh, Guided meditation is awesome. But you know what else is awesome? Cleaning. Oh, geez. (laughs) This is a, this, I don't think the, the question Sophie asked, do you have any ideas for healthier coping mechanisms? I think there's uh, you could break down what you're doing as it, but don't consider it not healthy. Cleaning is one of the best things I do to relieve stress. If you just if you have a sink full of dishes, or if you have crumbs on a counter, or if you just want to vacuum the shit out of your carpet, it is an excellent uh, coping mechanism to stress. I would. I think the biggest thing is just find another room, Sophie. Like, <laughs> That place is spotless. I want to eat a steak dinner in there. Gross. Uh, No, it's not gross. It's clean. I guess you're right. All right. It might be cleaner than our kitchen table. Uh, (laughs) Go find another room. (laughs) But continue to clean. That's so good. Um, Some products you might want to consider are... No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) We're not there yet. Yeah, I I would find another room um, and just know that that is something that keeps a healthy home. My, My mother was very, very uh, great about keeping the house clean as annoying as it was as a child. But now I see why. Like you have nice things in your home, you wanna take care of those nice things. You don't. You spend money on a carpet that you bought off a website that got shipped to the wrong place and then you had to go pick it up. This and feels <laughs> very personal. You wanna keep that carpet clean. Um, All right, but cl- I had something else I wanted to say, but I forget what it was. Ninety minutes in the middle of the night. No, yeah, don't like do, nothing don't do, don't is. You should that. just be sleeping. Just find another room, sleep. Yeah, pick up a TV show or something. But don't don't feel bad about cleaning. Cleaning's cleaning rules. <laughs> put that on a T-shirt. Cleaning rules. Cleaning rules. Cleaning does rule. It's awesome. Okay, you right. you can keep doing it. Then. Sophie, uh, keep us up to date. Again, if you want to send pictures of the bathroom, that's weird. <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, I want Welcome to, to Dear pictures. Ashley, where we ask, where we ask people of, to send us pictures uh, of their bathroom. A lot of your podcasts will have to be people sending you things. So uh, emails and voicemails, that we need another version of it. I want to follow up. I want to hear about Chris's proposal. I want to know how clean <laughs> Sophie's house is. This is a fun start. All right. Best of luck. Um, you're doing great. Hang in there. Everyone's going through some stuff, but you're crushing. Um, next question. 
This one's shorter. Dear Ashley, I need a fun place to go on a spring break trip with some friends. 2022, post-COVID, hopefully. We live in Indiana. We're not looking to go party with 300 people in Florida. Good note. (laughs) We were looking at a cabin in the Smoky Mountains. But any other suggestions for a bunch of 21-year-olds to do something adventurous and fun before graduating? This email is from Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Uh, Spring break, post-COVID, 2022. They're in Indiana. They don't want to go party in Florida. Looking at the Smoky Mountains, what are our suggestions? You go first. Uh, well, you go first while I Google where the Smoky Mountains are. Are they in Tennessee? Oh. <laughs> you don't even either. Yes, no, they are. Are they? Yes. I mean, Google it now because I'm 100% convinced in my brain. <laughs> Great Smoky are. Mountains National Park is located in the United States on the border of Tennessee and yeah. North Carolina. Wait, the I didn't ten- know. Tennessee Volunteers mascot. The dog is named Smokey. If you had asked me to bet money on whether or not Tennessee and North Carolina touched, I would have lost my life savings. I did not realize they shared a border. Ashley went to an Ivy League school. I did. I did not major in geography, though. My goodness. (laughs) Um, Oh, I'm up first? Sure. Uh, Yeah, go. Okay. A few suggestions. Um, Number one, and Ashley might just back this up. It's okay if we have the same suggestions. Number one is New Orleans. is one of my favorite cities in the world uh it has the party scene to it but don't think of new orleans just as bourbon street there is so much else out there specifically food and music yeah that's a great suggestion if you like food and music um new orleans is and architecture too there's really cool architecture just go sit in uh jackson square and just like look and people watch Mm -hmm. and eat beignets oh those beignets new orleans is a top selection uh you can party you can still have fun nightlife there's the the one downside if you're looking for like a beach it doesn't have that but it doesn't seem like you are um that's that's my party suggestion to to go a little bit near where you're saying for the smoky mountains i would also suggest vermont Oh, okay. Stowe, Vermont. We drove through it. Ashley and I spent an anniversary there once. It's beautiful. Vermont is beautiful. Was that our 12th anniversary I that we know, spent maybe there? Maybe our third. <laughs> uh, Vermont's great. Can you hear that? Is that a helicopter? Yeah. It's really loud. We're figuring out the acoustics. Um, <laughs> feels like it's on our house. It's not, though. Um, I guess we'll find out soon. Vermont is beautiful. Uh... It has, like, surprisingly really good food at, like, local butcher shops, mm-hmm. um, little nice stores in, like, downtown areas. It's great for skiing. Isn't, like, uh, the Cabot factory up there, too? Oh, yeah. On the, the drive there, we drove from Connecticut. You pass... They'd the, have to fly. Where are they at? Indiana. Take a road trip. That's uh, <laughs> fly to New York and then take a road trip. Uh there's the the two things we stopped at the Cabot Cheese Factory, mm-hmm. she ate a ton of cheese, and then the Ben and Jerry's yes. uh, ice cream, I guess factory. Yeah, um, th- that was on the drive there. And then when you get there, you're in the woods. You're hiking every day. You're doing like like go fishing, laking, mm-hmm. like paddleboard, all that stuff in there. If you want to get away and be in the mountains, I'd recommend around like Stowe, Vermont, is a good place to look. Those are my two. Okay, I I didn't think of anything like a specific location i was thinking for some reason the first thing that came to my head was houseboat i have never been on one but i've heard incredible things like i think you get 
the option of like going as wild as you want. You know what I mean? Like you can decide how much you're drinking and like going off slides and like tubing and like going nuts on like a lake. Um, Or you can also have that element of like chilling in a cabin where I don't obviously know much about the Smoky Mountains, but like that gives you the option to like chill and relax or go get a little nuts. The second thing I would say um, is Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, that's great. It's if you stay in Mount, is it Mount Pleasant? That's right over the bridge. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, Yes. 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 That's right. There's a, you can stay like away from the city if you want. And there's gorgeous beaches, which are like a 15 minute drive from Charleston. That's the same. If you like food, my goodness, that city is absolutely incredible. And there's like walking around is a ton of fun. There's all kinds of like shops and I, for some reason, I can only think about the escape room I did there, which was really fun. Uh, but there's beaches and there's really good food. And yeah. so, like, if you want to go out at night and go to a bar, you can. Or you could just get a house near the water and completely relax and pop over for, like, a great dinner. Gosh, we're so old, but that yeah, sounds Char- so that, fantastic. That sounds so much fun. My, Charleston, I think, hits the... Um... The, like you can feel remote if you go across into that Mount Pleasant area. I pulled it up a map, or you go into Isle of Palm. Um, oh yeah, there's like the wild dunes back there and something called Sullivan's Island. Uh, that that spot feels remote. You mm-hmm. can be adventurous. You can do like dune buggies and like go chill at the oh, beach, fun. or you can go into a city. Mm-hmm. And downtown Charleston has the best Bobby barbecue I've ever had in my life. The best barbecue. Barbecue. <laughs> that's, like, that's like a Jersey accent. Yeah. It's weird. I don't like We're it. Jersey now. Uh, Rodney, shout out to Rodney Scott's barbecue. It is the best barbecue I've ever had. You can uh, also sponsor this podcast if you want. Rodney, Rodney just let Scott's. us know. Rodney Scott's. We're going to talk a lot about barbecue. Um, it's a really good pick. Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, if you go across the bridge, you can feel remote, be by the beach be adventurous and then like ashley said go in for a nice dinner and go to bed around 9 9 30 oh what a dream that's a dream it's also if you go for spring break that's like march april and it's it won't be like swelteringly hot yeah, that's a good point like charleston in the middle of the summer is it's tough it's tough to be outside but april would be a great time to go all right best of luck stephanie thanks uh, stephanie <laughs> send pics of your spring break that's please don't ask a 21 year old no, oh my god what I, meant. I meant like if you're hiking we want to see you hiking god ash and that's just gonna be the thing send pics I, I want this 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 is the first time we've talked about the execution of your podcast and now i'm invested and i You've now done you're pod- you've done a podcast for three years, and I've never been able to have this experience. This is fun. This is cool. I'm excited. <laughs> that um, makes me so happy. I love to see you smile like that. Dear Ashley, my name is Joe. Hi, Joe. You guys answered a question for me on sports a couple years ago about moving home with my parents and had a great answer. Do you Ooh. remember what that was? I think it was probably, probably about like communicate and set boundaries would That's be good, my guess. Yeah. I even played it for my parents. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, Anywho, I'm a very non-confrontational person and tend to tell people what I think they want to hear. That causes me to ignore problems until they snowball. For example, I didn't tell my parents (laughs) I graduated college yet, but was so afraid to tell them. I found a way to walk across the stage and keep it a secret almost for almost a year. What? Joe. 
Is, Whoa. Your, last, is your last name Bond? Uh, Joe Bond? <laughs> like, Boo! Bond. Yeah, I got it. Right. I got it. All right, never mind. Keep going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that didn't, Joseph Bourne. That didn't work. make sense. Yeah, it's more like... Um, <laughs> Kept it a secret. I'm trying to think of a better one. Yeah. All right, never mind. I'll keep going. Feels like a serious question, and we made a joke. My question is, how do I find the way to get over my fear of telling people that hard truth slash what actually happened and overcome my fears of confrontation slash bad news so I can be an honest, as honest a person as possible? Sorry for the essay. Sorry for uh, pausing. Uh, I'm a big fan and wish you the best in your, the next step of your career. Thanks, Joe. Joe, thank you so much for your question. I appreciate you. Um, I am a very similar person. I did I did not lie about graduating college and keep it secret from my parents for a year, which is actually pretty impressive that you were able to pull that off. But if you are anything like I am, to take this a uh, slightly more serious tone, not telling people how you feel or the truth about something is probably eating you up inside. And I think depending on the situation, if it's the truth, then you feel really guilty about lying. If you don't confront somebody, if they do something that hurts your feelings, then you let it boil inside of you and get resentful of them. And it's it's doing not only a disservice to you, but a disservice to your relationships. Like I, I would imagine that your relationships can become deeper if you are fully yourself around the people that you care about. And that can mean telling your parents honestly why something happened and or what happened and the why behind it. Like give your parents a chance to understand and support you. Because if you lie about stuff, then you're tackling it on your own while you're feeling guilty and feeling like you're a liar. And like that probably is destroying you inside, which is really hard. And you don't have anybody to help you through that. Like I throughout this process for me recently, I have learned that I need to ask for help. Ask for help because you may be pleasantly surprised by the response that you get. But also, like, if you're not, if somebody reacts in a way that lets you down, then, like, you can kind of consider if you still want to have a relationship with that person. But right now, if you're not telling people how you're really feeling because you're avoiding confrontation, you're afraid of your response, it's a very surface-level relationship. Like, give yourself a little credit. It's amazing. It is so liberating to actually tell someone when when something they did or said hurts your feelings, you can start really small. I I have been trying to do this, I'm not kidding, over the course of the last like six weeks and approaching it as, hey, I'm not sure you meant it this way, but when you said this, it made me feel this. And then just letting the other person respond. And I will guarantee most of the time that wasn't the intention and the communication really helps clear things up and then you have a better relationship with that person. I just talked for a long time. No, that's really good. That was really, really good. Thanks. I, I don't have much to ask or much to um, answer or add. You did a very good job there. <laughs> uh, what I, I, the only thing I'll say is those the example you gave uh, I went through something somewhat sim- similar where I was like a credit shy and I was like scared to tell 
Just tell people. It's wait, really? Yeah, it was it. it sorry, I'm touching the wires. Uh, it's you don't want to let people down. I get it, and you don't want you just want people to everyone to hear what they want to hear and like move on and like everyone have a good day and hang out and have fun. But uh, it just tell people. It makes it so much easier. How how did you feel when when you didn't tell people the truth? You feel sneaky. Mm. Like in a good way or in a bad way? No, not, I mean, like, yeah, no, it's a bad, it, you don't, like, what he's saying is, like, the sentiment, he knows it's wrong, but you don't want to, you just want to do it because you keep other people, to keep other people happy. Yeah. But the one thing I learned, and I've done this before, too, with even stuff at, like, work or relationships or friend, friends, friends, like, my lifelong friends, I, there's, like, things they would say or do that I wish I would have, like, cut off early on and same for myself like he's asking like my question is how do I find a way to get over my fear of telling people the hard truth mm. There's, it's just like do the mental check in your brain of, like before you're about to like appease someone with an answer just be like is this really what I want to say and honesty is the best move every single time yeah I the, think it's just gonna drag it on and drag it on it I goes think... back to the question about like about cleaning if you oh just like boy. if you let the dishes sit in the sink okay. they're just going to sit there i think start small seriously there's yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah it's, that's, that's move. and feeling the victory of saying what you think like there there are times not to get way too personal on here but like the other day i went to give steve a hug and he was really distracted with something and kind of like shoved me away without looking at me and no not like not a shove like you kind of shooed me away (laughs) that was i had momentum i I was going to do something and and i i was real like disproportionately sad about it and i walked out of the room and i stopped and i turned around and i said hey that really hurt my feelings and he was immediately like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My brain wasn't even there. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize what I did. I love you. You're the best. You're the prettiest woman in the world. Yes, You're the smartest so person that's so ever existed. So You're so things. compassionate and caring yeah. and athletic. What, what else did you like, say? Your sweatshirt kind of looks cool. Yeah. And, like your vibe is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, You're like the cool mom. You have like sick references. <laughs> <laughs> but like, for real, like, have a dope podcast. any other time I would have just walked away and like stewed about it by myself. And instead I, I just, you know, said what I was feeling and we, we got over it right away. And it, it felt so nice to not just be sitting in that emotion in my own head that other people don't know what's going on in your head. You're the only one suffering from that. So get yourself, get yourself help in terms of like, be clear about what you're feeling so that other people can like clear it up, hopefully. And if they don't, if they kind of suck as people, then guess what? You don't need that in your life. Yeah, deuces. I do want to know a little bit of the backstory of the sentence. It's just a sentence. I found a way to walk across the stage and keep it a secret for almost a year. So send it to uh, us. Send it, send <laughs> us. Like, how'd you find the way onto the stage? Yeah. How like, did you Joe Bond that situation? I, I love that Joe Bond. So great work. <laughs> There needs to be a better reference. Like he's like a, a spy, Mission Impossible style. Great work, dude. Um, I hope that helps. Ashley nailed it. Don't listen to what I'm saying. Um, okay, best of luck, Joe. Next Get, question. Next, next question. Next question. What? Sorry, just, Are you just practicing transitions? It does feel like, like once we get better at like audioing and edit audioing. Audioing. Editing audio, maybe like put drops in it. Like final question, or is that to like too game showy? It's pretty game showy. Okay. 
Uh, Dear Ashley, Chris from New Bedford, Massachusetts here. Thank you so much for the hundreds of hours of entertainment. I'm so glad you're staying in the podcast game, and I'm happy to support the new pod. I really just wanted to email you to be supportive and remind you that you have lots of fans out there that want you to succeed. Thank you, Chris. That's so sweet. But (laughs) since I'm sending this, I feel obligated to throw a question out there. So, what is the best brunch meal and drink? At the risk of samming it. That's a sports thing. Oh, it is? It is. Uh, I missed a few episodes. That's okay. That was a very recurring bit, so you must have missed a a bunch. Uh, There was a guy named Sam that called in and asked a question and gave the best and like only answer and so it became a thing oh, that was like you that. sammed that oh, okay. you asked Just a question sam- and then you gave the best answer so now what do we say you can't sam it way to go sam <laughs> at the risk of samming it i'm gonna say eggs benedict with a side of hash and an irish coffee mm. parentheses yes i compose this email after having sunday brunch Love you, mean it chris from nb i will say he did not sam it because that's not the answer. Oh, you thank thank you, Chris. I appreciate you. Yeah, shout out to New Bedford, Massachusetts. Um, what is so? Do you have a definitive answer? <sighs> no, you go first. You, uh, it's dear Ashley. You have to go. Oh, first that's not okay. Um, I love brunch. I love brunch so much, and I especially love brunch because you get really big portions of sweet breakfast that people never make otherwise. I'm talking like French toast, crazy flavors of pancakes, like waffles with all kinds of stuff on them and Nutella and like crepes and like, no one ever just makes that stuff just for breakfast. And I wish that they did because it's delicious. Here's what I love about brunch even more. You get access to those delicacies, but you can also have something that's like meat and cheese based, which is the other huge brunch staple for me. Like something with melted cheese and like you pair that with something really sweet is like my dream situation. So I would say for me, it's probably like a really well done French toast. Um, And then like maybe like a biscuits and gravy situation even though that doesn't have cheese that's the opposite of what i just said um i'm trying to think of what i get like because i almost always get a biscuit sandwich with cheese you like oh yeah Yeah. oh gosh biscuits in general anything on a biscuit bring it full circle in charleston there was that place um uh cali's hot little biscuits was that it that that was like a takeout one there was uh the pugin's porch oh yeah yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, you got like biscuit sandwiches. Yeah, but those wasn't the the grits there like yeah, incredible. The grits, yeah, but that's only that only works in some places. So I I personally think I would say uh, I feel like a biscuit sandwich isn't the right answer though. I think oh. it's French toast for me. Yeah, but if I can do a side. Oh man, I gotta think about this side. This question's gonna haunt okay, me. Okay, let's let's and spend then, some time here because we this is a topic we're both passionate about. <laughs> and then for um. A drink. For drinks, I feel like I feel like Irish coffee takes up too much space in your stomach. 
Like coffee like really makes me full. There are times that I have coffee and like that's all I need to eat for several and, and hours. People screw up Irish coffees because they're like, oh, it's coffee and booze time. And they put too much Jameson yeah. in it and not enough coffee. Yeah. It is rare you find a place that finds the perfect blend. As mm-hmm. a former bartender, this is a topic I'm passionate about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. Sorry. I like, I and you might have to help me work through this one, but I like a light, um, a lighter drink and probably something a little fruity. Like... Sangria. Oh, sangria is great. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Because I don't necessarily like champagne. Like mimosas are like, they're a little too much. Like I drink a mimosa, but like a sangria is better. Yeah, sangria is better. Like I would prefer a mojito, but those aren't really like necessarily brunchy. I guess it depends where you go. But I'd say a mojito or sangria for me. The definitive answer for the best brunch. Don't tap the table. It's a very sensitive microphone. Sorry. The best brunch drink is a Gatorade. Oh my gosh! That's I don't perfect. think that's what he meant. You can't. You, you can't, can't order a some, Gatorade some, at a restaurant. Some restaurants have done it. The Bagel Spot down by us. That is not a restaurant. It's a Bagel Spot. <laughs> Shout out to Bagels by Jarrett. It's basically a brunch spot. Bagels by Jarrett. If you want to sponsor this podcast, great. let us know. <laughs> Bagels by Jarrett rules. Yeah, they're, uh, they're basically a brunch spot, and they serve Gatorades. It is a great idea. I think I wish more restaurants would put Gatorade on the menu. That if, is if when when restaurants such a bad answer. Are back opening and we go to brunch. If the option was in in this is under the assumption that a brunch most of the time is consumed after a night out. So you need those re- electrolytes replenished. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's better than a warm a warm, warm Gatorade. Oh, gross. No, I think it is. Oh. I think it, I would get Gatorade. If it was on a menu, I would get Gatorade every single time uh, that we went out to brunch. Or even like. What if you weren't hungover? Happy, what if you early, just went to brunch? It, uh, I think it's a great start to your day. <laughs> orange Gatorade with ice. Oh, my God. With, with a breakfast sandwich. Why wouldn't you just so get take, it so orange take, juice? So take brunch out of it for a second. Uh Gatorade with a breakfast sandwich is the, the table. sorry is the best like hangover cure. Uh, yeah, breakfast sandwich that. is the best hangover cure. It's not the it question. It goes so well with like an egg sandwich or like even an eggs Benedict. I wouldn't mind it. Oh gosh. Um. So uh, then that's a that might be a weird answer. Yeah, it is. I, I will I will guarantee if there's any restaurants out there that want to put Gatorade on the menu, I guarantee it'll be a top selling item. <laughs> In between that, like let's say. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. window oh my when gosh. you're open for brunch. The um the tough the tough spot with your answer with brunch is you, Ashley when she goes out to eat or when even when we order out or um like just sausage on the side. Sorry, I'd get French toast and sausage on the yeah, side. So, Sorry, so go ahead. you 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 overthink every aspect of your order. Everything, yeah. yeah, well everything too. But your order is you want it to be perfect, and you're like, I love. Uh, Cinnabons and I love I sausage, egg, and cheese, I and I love biscuits and mm. I love French toast. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> and, uh, and you try to combine them all into one. I think the best move for brunch is like have give yourself a pep talk before you go into it and be like, I'm in the mood for cheesy eggs. <gasps> Monte Cristo. Oh, Monte Cristo's good. Oh, that, it's that, so good. Because it's on French toast. Yeah, I, I think I think that always feels like a weird move because for me, this is just my, me. I have to like choose. Am I going sweets mm. or am I going like off the grill? And if you just know that headed in, 
uh, you'll be in a better mindset for your brunch order. Is the other this thing this with, is coming from Mr. Frozen Yogurt himself. Uh. <laughs> the other thing, yes, you have to make a, you have to have a game plan. The other thing, I'm Mr. Frozen Yogurt. It sounds like a pitbull nickname. Darling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just as a, just so everyone's aware, you know when you go to those frozen yogurt places where you can like you pay by the ounce, so you can put any flavor in any topping. Steve walks out with the most ridiculous collection of things that do not go together every single time. That's every time we go, I say, Steve, what flavor profile are you going for? Let's concentrate on that. And he'll come out and be like, I got Sour Patch Kids and Nutella, and you're like, what? How does that happen? <laughs> It's intimidating. It's on like pistachio yogurt. You're like, what are you doing? That is so accurate. <laughs> Those frozen yogurt shops are scary to me. <laughs> They're intimidating because, and I think it reflects to the point I'm trying to make here. Have a plan. If the best brunch meal, like, I don't think you can define it. It's whatever you're in the mood for, sweet or savory, off the grill. The one thing I will say about brunch, though, that is always like attractive to me about brunch is that it feels like you can dip your toes in the appetizer space. So if you want to get like a spinach artichoke dip and a sausage mm. egg and cheese sandwich, go go nuts. Yeah. Like I feel like you can have a little bit of the, oh, I'll treat myself to some pastrami egg rolls mm. and I'll have a Western omelet. That's that's a good point. Like if you decide. It's <laughs> disgusting. If, actually. if you decide uh, that you want to go sweet, like on your order, you can get like a savory side or you can get like a savory order and then get like a chocolate croissant on the side. Like it's. It's really, it's, oh gosh, can we go to brunch? My goodness, this yeah, conversation has made me so hungry. I'll make some brunch. I hope that that lack of an actual answer, we gave 700 answers. Yeah. Chris, uh, Chris, send us pictures of your brunch. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, that's five questions. We did five questions. Why don't, as we figure this out, oh, this is your podcast. Just no, no, go ahead. You're in it now. You're invested. Why don't, we, why don't we stop there? I don't want to. Why don't we stop there? Okay. Use that as like a building block. Uh, a building block. We got through those five. I think it was a good mix of like life advice, uh, vacation advice, um, breakfast advice, <laughs> proposal <laughs> advice. I think we, we like covered a lot. Nothing in sports, which is okay. Um, but what are your thoughts? Do you want to do more or stop there? No, I think that I think that's a good place. Let's stop. We're going to try to keep this under seven hours each episode. So I think we're this is a good place to stop. I have some segment ideas for the future, though. Oh, just like we should do some some you should do something. Sorry. At the we, end, we we you can do this. we can do this together. That would be really end, fun. It needs to be like segments. It shouldn't just be questions. So I think one one thing that I have seen people say is that they miss Austin, who is our son, yeah, well, who is almost four. And I think we could include one question for Ask Austin at the end of every podcast. If I were to give Austin some notes, he's a little bit of stage fright when he comes on sports. Like he just stares at Katie and or stares at Travis. And so, like shows, just shows his dinosaurs. Yeah, and you're like, buddy, this is an audio medium. You got to say something. He does his terrible roar. But if we record uh, his audio on yeah, like a let's phone. Pro- let's produce some. We'll, pr- we'll produce him up a little bit. Produce our child. We have some experience with that. So if you have a question for Austin, just let us know that yeah. it's Ask Austin. Otherwise, you can email dearashleypod at gmail.com or... <laughs> You say it. No. You say it. Say, what if you did it normal? Or you can leave us a voicemail. I hate that. At 
399-4606. Now do it like you normally do it. I can't. That's the whole point is I can't do it. <laughs> do it again. DearAshleyPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 929-399-4606. No, no, say it how you normally okay, say it. No, I've no, said it. it. We've moved on. It's, it's like in my past. It's like you're a, a, like a stand-up act and people are yelling like their favorite <laughs> joke at you. Do the voicemail one. <laughs> Leave off a voicemail. There is my, didn't feel and right. If you have segment ideas, send segment ideas. Oh, are you going to share them or are we well, just going to blow re- past real it? Real quick before we go off air, just say yes or no to some of these. Um, it's a segment called Things That Made Me Happy. So we mentioned a thing that made us happy that happened in our life or that we saw on the internet or uh, something Austin did. It's just like, here's the time to mention a thing that made us happy. That's. I thought your suggestions were all going to be really dumb. I really like that. I think it's just a good thing to do in your daily life is just yeah, to reflect on like that made me happy. positives. Yes. Could be a thing before we go out. Uh, this one's called marriage. It's oh, like, God. <laughs> tell a story about uh, something that's very like um, <laughs> husband, wife, like annoyances. Like we just air our grievances yeah, on the podcast? Marriage grievance. Oh, marriage gosh. grievances. What, why do we have to... How do you spell it? M-E-H? No. M-A-A-A-A-A-A-R-R-I-A-G-E. Marriage. Do it's have- from like... Uh, what's that movie? Princess Bride. Billy Crystal. When he goes, marriage. Uh, okay. Um, so maybe. <laughs> this segment's called... So maybe. This segment's called Phone a Friend. Made popular by the game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. But... In this segment, we call a friend we haven't spoken to on the phone in a while and say hi. And they don't don't tell them they're on a podcast? Don't tell them they're on a podcast. Would that be interesting no, to other we people? We would tell them they're on a podcast. I, I don't, probably not. Yeah. It's a good reminder for other people and for ourselves. Stay in touch with old friends. Yeah, it's a good reminder. I don't know how I feel about that. It's <laughs> like if other people would care. The next one's called Phone a Mom, where we call our parents. Uh, hard uh, pass. That's that a hard no. Uh, and then Date, Mary, Dump, Austin's Toys. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's funny, but I think that's funny just for okay, us. Okay, we'll think of more. So you got one. You nailed one. Okay, we'll do things that made us happy next week. Like, okay. For example, today. Uh, no, we'll do it next week. No, before we go, it's one thing that made you happy. No, we'll do it. One thing that made me happy was reliving some of the trips that we took back when uh, we were unencumbered with a child and unrestrained by a pandemic. So when we went to Vermont and Charleston and New Orleans, that was really fun to kind of relive that in my head for a minute. Uh, A thing that made me happy... Uh, two things that made me happy last night. Was, Already, it's just was, one thing. I was scrolling through old photos on my computer, and I found a video of Austin when he was like two, like just turned two, smelling his own feet and going ew <laughs> for thirty-seven seconds, and he just did that smell ew ew, and it was the funniest thing I've seen. Uh, it made me really happy. And then I saw that uh, on Twitter today, someone spent three hundred dollars on Cameo to have Bruce Buffer wear a tuxedo and announce the end of their relationship. Wow. That's fun. Go look it up. Go look it up. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming to the first episode of Dear Ashley. I had a blast. Steve, thank you so much for being here uh, with me. I'm thinking now you probably have to do it every time. So you're roped in. We'll see. We'll We'll see. see. Unless we get voicemails. Then I'll just play the voicemails. But you got to be here as long as we get emails. Uh, Don't forget, you can call with questions at 929-399-4606 or email us at dearashleypod at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. You're really good at this.